Good morning, Contrarians. It is Thursday morning, September 29th, around 6.20 a.m., and we saw a major rally yesterday. The cause of this was the Bank of England, which said it would intervene in bond markets to the tune of buying 65 million pounds worth of long-dated gilt, and this at an urgent pace. They would also postpone their plans for quantitative tightening. And this was a major relief to bond markets, which then spread to stocks. 29 of 30 Dow stocks were higher for the day. The one exception was Apple, if you must know, which is dealing with apparently softening demand for its iPhones. And the Dow Industrials average escaped from bear market territory by gaining 2%. The gains were most dramatic in small caps, with the Russell 2000 gaining 3% on the day. Now, unfortunately, this morning, it looks like we're going to give all that back. It looks like risk appetite is receding again. Stock futures are pointing to losses at the open now. The NASDAQ is down 1.3%, and the S&P down 1%. Selling has returned to the bond market as well. The two-year yield is up 12 basis points, and the 10-year up 13 basis points with the yield curve looking like it's widening a little bit again. Um, Yields move inversely to prices. Cryptos are gaining ground, however. The one surprising holdout here, again, Bitcoin is up 4% to trade around 19,400. So who knows? There may be something to this argument that cryptos are worth investing in when all fiat currency other than the US dollar is going to hell. But that's another story for another day. I think this is also due to comments by Stan Druckenmiller to that effect yesterday. Finally, commodities, these are moving a bit higher. WTI crude oil up a half of 1% to trade around $82.50 a barrel. Copper is up 1.4%. So it's a pretty day, big day for earnings. We'll deal with the BOE in a minute, but let me first tell you what's going on today. Earnings this morning, Bed Bath & Beyond. Rite Aid and CarMax, those are the big ones reporting before the open at 9.30. And so these can be seen as pretty important um, gauges of consumer health in the U.S. Later on, we'll also hear from Nike, speaking of consumer health, not just in the U.S., but worldwide, and Micron Semiconductors. It's Thursday, so we have initial jobless claims out at 8.30. Economists basically expect these to be flat, which is not the type of thing that you would would indicate a slowing labor market. We also have another GDP report. This can be safely ignored. It's the, I don't know, the third or fourth estimate. I don't even know. But if people can't even decide whether negative GDP counts as a recession anymore, then there really isn't any point to paying any attention to this. It's just another revision anyway, and it's backward looking. So safely ignore that. Uh, Fed speakers, we do have Cleveland Fed President Loretta Mester, she is speaking at an event on inflation, appropriately enough, at 1 p.m. That will apparently be broadcast live. I've linked you to that. The bottom line. So, yeah, the BOE move, it was cheered by markets, like I said, but it raises some questions. And the key here is that the reason why they did it, which was apparently to bail out some pensions that were on the hook. And these pensions had apparently been trading in derivatives 
and holding something called liability-driven investments. This is a massive market, about $1.5 trillion in size. That's according to research that I've done in, into it. And if, if pensions are betting on these things, it kind of, you would think, introduces a level of systemic risk to the system. And if this all sounds familiar, big institutions betting on derivatives, then it's, we've seen this movie before, namely in 2008. Now, comparisons to 2008 are very cheap, and I don't make them very often. And it's probably maybe even too early to draw parallels. But back in 08, it was banks that were trading these derivatives and, and behaving like hedge funds and pouring leverage on them. It was different derivatives, but it was still derivatives. And now it's pensions. If you want to go back further, in the late 90s, it was hedge funds, long-term capital. But anyway, regulators often are accused, probably rightly, of fighting the last war. And if you look at bank balance sheets and bank risk, that is pretty clean these days. They have really gone in and regulated the banks. And the, the, there's this Volcker rule that required banks to separate their prop trading desks from their regular operations. And that has probably done a lot to, to yeah, reduce systemic risk in the system among banks. But pensions are massive institutions. And if they're trading derivatives, who is regulating that? Who has a beat on this? Who is covering it? Who are the counterparties? Do we even know what these pensions are holding exactly? Is it just these LDIs or is it something else? And what this goes back to is some caution that I've been stating a lot, which is when it comes to these meltdowns in financial markets, or forget meltdowns, massive shifts in financial markets from risk on to risk off, which is basically what we've seen these last six months. When that type of stuff happens, it has second order effects. And the one thing that all these crises have in common is that nobody predicted, could have predicted some of these second order effects. We don't know where the bodies are buried. I thought that it would be a crypto thing that, that would lead to this, but, and it may still be, and whole, who knows, maybe this pension thing is, is nothing to worry about, but this, it does raise questions. And like I said, it, these, these things, you can't always predict what's going to happen when it comes to these, these changes in mood. And eventually, it, when, when the tide recedes, what's that Warren Buffett quote? But whatever, there's going to be, a, there's, there's second order effects. And there's often a lot of fallout, which we couldn't have expected. And maybe this is the first part of that, maybe. So enjoy the balance yesterday. We'll see how much of it we give back today. We may give it all back for all I know. Um, in retrospect, maybe it was a good time to take on some protection yesterday although too late to say that now maybe although it may still be time who knows what do i know but the question now is what other what other pension systems are on the hook here who else is doing this and what are the central banks going to do the european central bank is weird because it's not actually a sovereign entity so what do they care about what the individual countries do but the fed the the you know individual banks in Europe the, some of them are, are outside the eurozone of course the Bank of Switzerland what's the Swiss pension system like what's the Swedish pension system like what's the Norwegian pension system like these are all countries that are outside of the eurozone still have their own currencies still have their own um, yeah 
sovereign debt and all that stuff. So anyway, that's that's where where we are today, and that's kind of what has me on edge a little bit this morning. Again, maybe it's nothing. I would not use my mood as a gauge of anything at all. But like I said, these are things that bear watching. And so with that in mind, I'm going to I'm going to make this issue free. This is an, an unusual episode. Usually we just look at the events that are coming up, but something like this warrants our our attention. So that's why focusing mostly on that. But for shorter term moves, maybe watch earnings. But this thing this we haven't seen all the fallout, I don't think of this Bank of England stuff and Bond markets are, are are a key gauge here, and if risk is retreating from the bond markets again, that means that investors are worried. So there we go. That's what we got today. I've joined on long enough, so I will shut up. Thank you for supporting the podcast. Thank you for listening. Your support is greatly appreciated. If you are a free subscriber and are listening to this, why not sign up? You can take a trial. There's my dog in the background making noise. Apologies. Another sign for me to shut up, and I will do so now. Except finally, just to say that I look forward to speaking to you again tomorrow, same bat time, same bat channel. If you're too old to know that reference, then look it up maybe. Anyway, that's it. Thanks for listening. Talk to you tomorrow. Bye.